Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm K-Drama Jen. And I'm K-Muse. Don't forget that we have a Patreon page. We have monthly episodes we release exclusively for our Patreon supporters. It's a great place to come chat with us about recent dramas and what we're watching. And it's especially needed right now if you need more drama content. The link will be in our show notes. Oh, okay. So we've been waiting and waiting to do this because K-Muse and I are your resident Chinese drama, like, addicts, I guess. <laughs> so. I know. And as we've waited, so many more dramas have come up. And I'm just like, oh, gosh. We ha- I, we have so, so many to talk about. And some of them, like, I... I we were saying before we started recording, like I had planned to watch more of each one and then I, you know, work and whatnot. And I just, but there's so many. So we're going to do our best to walk through some of the recent Chinese dramas and which ones we're watching and which ones we probably won't go back to. So that's today's topic. It is Chinese dramas, yay or nay. Yes. And oh goodness. So we're going to start with probably the one we are most obsessed with, and it's a definite yay. Yes. So it is Eternal Love of Dream, also called Pillow Book. It is um, sort of a sequel, I guess, to the Ten Miles of Peach Blossoms or Eternal Love, not the Eternal Love with the time traveling thing, but the Eternal Love with the (laughs) ultimate There's been a lot of eternal loves. There has been, (laughs) Yes. And so this is the one with uh, Gaston from, (laughs) I don't even know what his real name was, but if you follow the podcast, you'll know who we're talking about, Um, from, from, uh, oh my gosh. Legend of Fu Yao. Yes, from Fu Yao. So we called him Gaston. He was like the very stoic second lead. Um, With the long white hair, he is fantastic. And then... uh, uh, Dilraba Dilmarat, um, she was in the first 10 Miles of Peach Blossom, Eternal Love, um, as the little fox cousin or niece, niece, right, of the yeah, lead. Niece. And this time she's the lead. And, oh, I just love them so much. So let's talk about this one. What did you think? Of course I loved it. It was yeah. so good. Um, was- I was really excited that it, the offshoot was going to be this couple because they were, they didn't get all hooked up together, but part of the story did occur during the 10 Miles of Peach Blossoms as like a side story. Mm-hmm. And so we did see little bits of the story that we got to see the full adventures of them in this one. And it was so enjoyable. And this is by far my favorite character for both of these actors. Um, They just have so much chemistry and the white hair is like the sexiest thing ever. I I can't believe talk about a mane of glory. That is, he just rocks it. It's amazing. I kind of like want to put more of our hottie Chinese hotties in white hair now because that was superbly exotically fantastic. So that feels like a fan art kind of thing. We could totally do that. Like exactly, it, it wouldn't be that hard. Photoshop and yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So this is a definite yay for me as well. Um, totally bingeable. It was actually K Muse ended up purchasing a a different <laughs> online. Um, streaming service because 
Vicky wasn't keeping up <laughs> with our binging. So, um, so we had to, she shared with me and we, um, wow, it was really good. So yeah, definitely Just make sure you that. have time because I think I watched 30 episodes in two days. <laughs> it was a lot like to the point I was dreaming about it. Yeah. So it is very bingeable. It's, so this uh, is a huge yay. It's cracktastic. Yeah, it's a definite yay. All right, what's the next one? So the next one is one that just showed up on Vicky yesterday. So only episode one is mostly sub to the point where I'm not uh, noticing, you know, big chunks not subbed. Um, it's the best of you in my mind. And it's one of those school friends become lovers kind of show. It's a modern romance that has the girl that plays um, the lead girl in Evernight. You know, the oh, really teeny the one. cute one, yeah. It amazes me how she's like almost 30 and can play like a 15-year-old. She looks it's like a little a disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it, it really helps sell the couple in these high school to college romances. Um, I've just watched episode one because that's the only one subbed and it just came out. I think I'm going to try it for a couple more episodes. I really like the chemistry between the two. The story, it's a little, it's sometimes modern Chinese dramas are a little thin on the details. Mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean? They focus more along, well, our two leads are cute. Right. And are then, they, is it fluffy? Like, is it? It seems so. Like, the first one is they have a lot of hijinks and, tr and like, sneak on each other and do, like, you know, all kinds of cutesy stuff. But then her parents are, like, divorced, well, separated, and she thinks she's the cause and all this stuff. So it's kind of like, ugh. Okay. You know, but it's, but it's not deeply done because... You know, anyone with a brain can see that that her mom disappears for 10 years and doesn't live with them. I mean, come on. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Got it. Um, yeah. So there's obvious, some obvious plot points that are just like kind of eye roll worthy. But I'll give it a chance and hopefully it will snag me because they're just in the friend zone right okay. now but I guess he has a long time crush on her and never has the guts to tell her and they go to college so so it starts out in high school and then you the majority of the story is college age it looks like it yeah so this sounds like something that like Carrie the Machine would like like she really tends to like those <laughs> modern Chinese dramas that are like high school and then that early college late college yes. stuff and there's nothing wrong with that. Just well, that's not a judgment. <laughs> Sorry, I made it sound like that. But no, no. I just know that she really we likes that. We tend to like the in-depth historical fantasy, you know, extreme plot ones. And I'm not sure. And they don't like those. So, right. I, you know, I think it's just like a personal preference. Totally. Yeah. I was so just I'm thinking we sure. should recommend it to her because I bet she'd yes. like it. Yes. I think oh. she probably would. Well, so here's one that I know that I'm pretty sure she did like, right? Which is Skate Into Love. That's, I'm not oh, so sure let me she's still you. watching it. I'll tell you real quick about The Best of You in My Mind. is Because it just came out, I haven't tried it. So um, if we were to say yay or nay, I would say I'm going to try it. Um, but Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm going to try it too. So it's kind of one of those where 
I will see if it keeps my interest, but I'm not sure if it's going to long term. So Skate Into Love is a story. It's kind of one of those. I feel like it's been done many times before, but it's a speed skating girl who um, kind of crosses paths with the ice hockey god. Um, They have some issues early on. Um, So like even way back in elementary school, um, he was the one who was kind of picked on by her, right? Yeah. And, And then, but they both loved skating in different ways. So then of course you fast forward and um, they're in college together, right? They cross paths again in college. And um, he's like super awesome. And she is not so awesome. So it's sort of that story of how they, you know, he he basically, doesn't he like... Um, he forces her, her in, or something? Yeah, as his assistant and, yeah. and picks on her a little. Yes. Not too much, but a little. But he's, it's designed so he can like get back at her, yeah. Um, and then of course, you know, true love and so on and so forth. It's just I've only watched the very beginning though. So, um, well, I'm like sixteen or seventeen episodes in, and I have to admit that the main couple is super cute. The side stories bore me to tears. Like I do not care about any of the side characters, and so it's just kind of like. Oh, side character storyline. Fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. Oh, they're saving the sloths. Yay. Fast forward, fast forward. <laughs> Do you, you know, say so, they're saving the sloths? Yeah, like her best roommate friend person is way into animal husbandry and, and you know, like saving the the animals and, and PETA kind of stuff. And her other bestie friend is interested in her, so they're all like... Cahooting to save this loss. I don't know. It was something oh. like that. I fast forward. This is <laughs> the very first drama I've ever seen where they've banded together to save the sloths. So that's interesting. I'm not even sure if it was the sloths, but I think it was the sloths. <laughs> Again, it was really boring. And it's you like, fast oh forward my word, you guys have no chemistry. Shut up. <laughs> I can't wait to watch and find out it's like saving feral cats or something like that. I know. That, you know <laughs> cats, sloths, they're all animals. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Uh, it wasn't a fish, but it could have been. (laughs) So are you yay or nay? Uh, I think with everything else that's out, uh, I think a lot of people would like this one. So don't take my opinion as whether you should watch it or not. I'm not sure if I'll go back to it. Maybe. But after that first initial binge, I haven't really been like craving to watch it. So, I don't know. <laughs> so, I'm I started a neutral. It. Yeah, I started it. Um, and then, boy, I think that was when Eternal Love of Dream caught my eye. And I just binged that like crazy. And so, I didn't really get back to this one. Um, but it was just from the very beginning. It was cute. And I like, I like ice skating stories. So, I probably will watch it. Um but I might wait a little while because there's so many other things right now. So I'm going to do the taste test and see what else is out there. And then I'll get back to it. That's my yeah. thinking. Sounds good. And you can always like, impl- like make me watch it again with you. Exactly. So. Sounds good. 
Um, our next one is Well-Intended Love 2. Ugh. All right, so there's going to be a spoiler for Well-Intended Love 1. So if you mm-hmm. haven't watched it and you want to watch it, skip forward like a minute or two while I rampage. <laughs> so the only reason I put this in is because I'm still pissed off with the stupid plot twist in Season 1. It was awful. Which, oh, okay. So those of you who don't know, the whole premise is rich guy makes a poor girl marry him because she has terminal cancer or some kind of cancer that she needs money to deal with. And, you know, they fall in love. Fine. You know, that's fine. Except the twist is, turns out she doesn't have cancer. He just liked her, wanted an excuse to get her to marry him. And so he faked her cancer. That is so wrong. Oh my gosh, oh my I know. I, I couldn't even watch Well Intended Love 2 because I was so angry about the first one. Like I mean, that goes beyond stalking. Like no, that goes exactly. into like that's abusive. Stockholm syndrome abuse. Like, oh my word. She should cut off his stuff because <laughs> he deserves it for what he put her through. I oh my word. It is not. Let's just say that's not romantic or that's cute not romantic, or fun. right? No, it's faking way. somebody's medical results and making them think they have a terminal illness is not romance, ever. <laughs> not even a little bit. Not We're even if you it. did it and then you know told her ten seconds later. Like that's not good. Oh, and that's not what happens. No, he marries her before he lets her know. Right, he married oh her under false pretenses. It is just a very bad premise for a drama. I'm sorry if people liked it, um, but it did color. I couldn't even watch Well-Intended Love 2. So honestly, I don't have a, I can't really even say whether Well-Intended Love 2 is good or not because I was well, I still angry about it. it's the same one. couple, isn't it? Isn't it I don't like know. the extension of their story? I'm pretty sure I it is. didn't even go into it because I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, why would we do that? Yeah. So yeah. that's a big nay. In bold letters. Yeah, for me too. Now, if other people have watched Well-Intended Love 2 and for some reason it's a different couple and it doesn't involve, you know, fraud, um, then let us know. Exactly. Okay. So I was looking for something that was, for whatever reason, I have been focused more on light and fluffy and distraction dramas lately. And so Dr. Cutie is the one that um, really fit the bill for me. The lead girl is super adorable. Uh, She dresses up. So there's, of course, a whole history. Um, But she's a doctor and she dresses up as a man. So we have the whole uh, gender bender kind of. And it's a historical. And it's a historical. Yes. Yes. The general where so she is a doctor in this amazing um, complex where there's this general and uh, he's super hot. Just gonna say, he was he very attractive. And she is the doctor. Um, and there's a whole history, of course, as there always is, with a backstory and whatnot. But she's really, really cute. And, and it's all the important about- thing is we saw his nippies a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that man liked to fling off his shirt. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of. Um, Yes, we did. There was also a second lead who I thought was quite adorable as well. Um, it was the like the kind brother who, you know, and towards the end he got a little obsessive, but 
um, in the beginning. He was just kind of a good friend and whatnot. But it was just it was it was light. It was fun. There's a, some good sword fighting. Um, it was I was really fast to watch. It was it really was. easy. Yeah, it was a quick binge. Um, so I would say yay if you're looking for something that is a light, fluffy historical. Yes. Because they're not I've, usually light and fluffy. There's not a lot of politicking. Um, I mean, there's politicking, but it's not like deep politicking. Yeah, no, this is definitely politicking fluff light. Um, it's all more about whether she's a guy or a girl and his love for her him. So mm-hmm. it was cute. It was a very cute. It's very, very fluffy. It was definitely what I needed at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I say yay. You know, it doesn't take long to watch, and it's just really easy. So Yeah. So the next one, let's see, what are we watching? Uh, Love Equations, also one that just started this week. It's out on Vicky. Um, I believe it's also on WeTV, if I recall. So I started this one, and I think I've watched two episodes, and she's like writes mystery sleuthing novels and he's a um forensic student he's learning forensic science and is very serious and i have to admit that one thing really stood out above all the other things and that is that he is really hot so is he the park bogum yes the one that kind of looked like Park Bo Gum, but doesn't smile as much. So, very attractive. So, it makes me want to watch more because he's really attractive. So, I have to say that I was working very hard <laughs> at work and KMUs kept texting me. And I really didn't want to work anymore. I wanted to go watch, but I, I did not get to start this yet. Yeah. Um, but it's on my list. As you sure. can tell, we're very codependent. <laughs> we like text each other randomly. And then suddenly it's like, what? You're watching something without me? I must watch. (laughs) Well, the other thing is we tend to have the same taste. So I know that if K-Muse is like, oh, my gosh, you have to watch this, that um, I will definitely love it. Like, I know that I will. Because if she's excited about it and vice versa. like usually really hot. So I'm not not saying I'm going to watch the whole thing. Because there were some parts where the girl's okay, you know, and it's another one of those cute girl, stoic guy, modern. And what is the college premise? Uh, oh, I haven't gotten much past forensics. there, just in college, and okay. she writes and he forensic things. <laughs> things and forensics things. <laughs> yes, okay. you know, it just he, sounds he kind tends of to sit in a very like room that's very empty of pretty much everything except little tubes and a computer and looks hot you know do you so have not, a murder board do you think uh not yet i'm not sure if this is even a murder thing i think it's more of a modern college which oh. is why i'm not as into it like if it was a murder thing i'd be like and i'm in but right now it's cutesy college fluff got it but he's hot I'm going to say yay for me, even though I haven't yeah. watched it, because I'm going to try Although, it. I hope you're as annoyed with her parents as I am, because her mom and dad are so annoying. And I hope that they're only in the first episode, because they are so annoying. They're, like, taking... Well, they were supposed to take her to college, but they, they end up taking, like, her best friend and making them eat, like, pig's feet in the car, which is disgusting. 
And then, well, for me and my sensibilities, maybe. But in the car. Like pig's feet. I don't know. So he's well, like running on like, this hoof. I mean, jukebox. Sorry, it's a Chinese drama, right? <laughs> I was yes, say, so, yes. So pig's feet is a delicacy in some places. Which and that's great. You know, that's not my problem. It is not. But exactly. I was going to say eating it in well, the that, car. And I'm kind of one of those that like the visual kind of makes me gag. Okay. I know it's a thing. Like I can't watch someone eat chicken feet either. It's like, yeah. It's like, and I'm like, I don't eat a lot of meat to begin with. So, you know, the whole meat aspect um and then they're like cleaning up her room and ruin her roommate stuff and aren't at all apologetic i don't know there was like some issues i had with the parents they were annoying but the rest of it is okay so far so do we know any of the actors or actresses i don't think i've seen any of them if i have seen them they haven't made an impression so okay you know but the main guy is hot and kind of looks like Park Bogum at moments. So. I was going to say, um, you might have mentioned that once. But and he has I, sexy hair. Like, I, I think like his hair. I think it's worth mentioning again. Um, what did you say about the lead guy? He was what? Hot. He was hot. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and sometimes that's all you need is a really hot lead. So, you know, love oh. equations. Give it a try. It might be your thing. It might not, but at least you'll get some eye candy for a little while. So, interesting. Um, okay, next one: Serenade of Peaceful Love. <gasps> one guy. Oh, he is hot. <laughs> People are gonna be like, "Oh my gosh, they're so shallow." All they do. We is- are shallow, but he's a good actor too. So right. he's hot and a good actor, and he's our one of our biases. So for sure, you know. We're, we're excused for swooning over him. Um, so the story is he's an emperor. Um, I'm not sure when, but it's after, after Empress Wu to the point where they still reference Empress Wu. Mm-hmm. So probably not too far after that time period. And he grows up as a infant emperor brought up as the crown prince. While his um, stepmom, I guess you would call her, like the empress formally adopts him and makes him the crown prince. So he's it's not his birth mother, but a stepmother. And then it looks like it does a time jump to where we have one Kai who is so hot. I haven't gotten and, uh You're almost there. I'm almost episode there. Episode three. Yes, you're almost there. And then it goes into all this thing about his daughter which is where they might lose me because I'm not really invested in the daughter and her mm. storyline and romance at all and I really wish it was about him more and maybe romance I don't know so I'm going to give it a try and give it some more episodes to see where the story focuses on because it's very political heavy and yeah but normally, I, I like that, so that's okay. I do. I enjoyed the politics. It's really heavy on the euphemisms and the quotes and the sayings and, you know, about a true emperor does this and that and the, all poetically put out. Um, so you definitely have to pay attention. And that's not a negative either, but I just don't know if I care about his daughter's romance, if that makes sense. That makes sense. Are yeah. you yay or nay? 
I'm a, I need maybe four or five more episodes to decide. Okay. Since I've just met his daughter and I just met the person he's probably going to marry her off to. And so I just need to know how extensive, where the story is going to go. I'm not sure I'm completely invested in the story. So. Okay. I'm a yay for now because I need to at least get to Wong Kai. Um, and I've been waiting. We we both have been waiting have for been waiting. this show. So, but even before we got, <laughs> oh goodness, is that for you, Jen? <laughs> yes. Hold on. You can keep talking. I can mute for a second. It's the doorbell. Oh, doorbells. That's a very fancy doorbell. <laughs> I hate it. I hate this doorbell, but it was, we didn't, our doorbell is broken. And so, you know, if you go anywhere in the house, it was really hard to hear if somebody came to the door. So my guess is that that is our Grubhub order. Ah, that makes sense. Like, but in my household, the doorbell goes and everyone kind of is like, who the heck is that? Why is someone at our house? (laughs) Well, and right now they shouldn't, like, they were supposed to just leave it on the porch you know and, and it's like leave and knock people leave and knock yeah walk away so, anyway. so now you have an insight into our lives during quarantine <laughs> it's all grub hub and scary doorbells that's right it is and, and chinese, chinese dramas because yeah. the next yeah. one is winter begonia and uh this one we started together we did and that was, was fun to watch it together it was and it is all about, like, it, I, you get a lot of insight into Chinese opera, into Peking opera. Maybe more opera. than you want. <laughs> and one of the really interesting things I was reading about, like, when it is um, on the platform, the Aichi-E platform, that they've actually developed, like, pop-up, um, you know, like, remember pop-up video or whatever it was? Like, so there's, yeah. like, little pop-up things that click you can click on, like, and it gives, like, an immersive viewing experience. So it l- allows you to, like, tap on it. Oh, and then cool. it gives you encyclopedic knowledge about Peking opera. So um, I was reading something that it's been accessed over a million times. Um, and lots of users were excited about having this access to just additional information about the Peking opera. So now I'm not watching on under, I am not watching it on a platform where I can click on pop-up video or whatever it is, but um, we did start it together. It starts out with like a major rugged man's man. Um, Like I felt like it was like an old West kind of feel, even though it was China. Like, he was um, going to go kick some butts and take names and probably oh, shoot some yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what I like about it is that the setting is it's set in, like, between the 20s and the 40s. Um, not quite sure when, but in the world of Peking it's, Opera. Yeah, and it's Japanese occupation. So it's before World War II, right. but after World War One. So, so right in. It's yeah. in between that, um, yeah, time period. And so... Um, and it's, okay, it feels like it's leading towards an epic bromance. Um, and bromance as in uh, romance. <laughs> yeah. It does feel that way. But 
I think it's supposed to end up with like more of a romance um, as so, well. I've looked into it. All right. Okay. The story it's based on, they actually are gay. Like, well, he's like married, but there is a romance between the two leads. But this is a Chinese drama, so they of course took the gay part out. So they're just very close friends, you know. Parentheses. <laughs> Got it. Who are very attentive and feel very emotional about each other in a platonic way which it is feels platonic there super, super bl like it feels oh, like yeah. you can feel in and they do a really great job of creating that tension between one you know between the two of them and um it's something so you're not going to see any epic smooches or anything but you definitely can imply in your head what's going on i guess is a good way of putting it yeah yeah. And I think that part of the goal of this particular drama is to showcase the Peking Opera. It is. And get, you know, more people to appreciate it. So if you appreciate uh, I mean, the costumes are beautiful. The There's a lot to it. So, okay. so this is actually the same director who did Yangtze Palace. Yeah. Yeah. You can definitely feel the extreme attention to detail. In every scene, like from the clothes to the, you know, the china to what they're doing, you know, everything is so intricately designed and filmed. It's just gorgeous. It um, is. And I can't stand the actual music from the opera, but I really appreciate all the visuals and all of the the extras that you get to see and all of kind of the history and the politicking within the opera community. That's all very interesting. And so I really like that. And I can turn my sound down a little during the actual singing part. Because <laughs> it, yeah. it's a personal preference, I think, that I just cannot appreciate. Or an and acquired taste. I possibly. mean, there's some... You know, there is beauty in it, I think. and Oh, there's I mean, lots of beauty in it. It's just not something I would choose to listen to, if that makes sense. <laughs> right. And there's, I mean, just the storytelling and all of that is yeah. amazing. So I do think what I like about this is that it is, it's an area that we don't usually get to see showcased in dramas. So sometimes you'll, if you have a drama kind of set in this period or even further back you'll see a glimpse of Chinese opera but this is like all about that world and so yeah. I have really enjoyed um, this kind of introduction to that it's usually it's all military and communist cause yes. and stuff during this time period but this right. is something different it is so so are you yay or nay I'm I'm gonna say yay it's really interesting I'm interested it's not one I can binge but I right. enjoy watching an episode or two a week. So I'm yeah, I'm in, I'm the same way. I think that, um, like you said, it's it's heavy in a different kind of way because there's so much. So I feel that I can't I can't just sit and watch episode after episode. But I I find it really interesting. So I I can watch one or two, um, but it's not really a bingeable one yeah i'm with you so it's a yay but it's like yay but kind of like a slower pace yes yeah like so yay 
<laughs> Yay, it's going to take us a year to watch it. <laughs> it might. <laughs> but we will continue on with that one because it was just, it's beautiful. Like it truly is a work of art. So if you, you know, like something more indie and artful and thought out, then this is definitely one to go. Agreed. Um, so our next one is The Sleuth of the Ming Dynasty. And I watched the first episode for this. And I think at a different time, this one might catch my attention. It's just not yet. Um, it's all about this really smart guy who is kind of like a, the, it's he's like a detective kind of person. And he gets connected in with all of like the power struggles of court and stuff. Um, it just, the first episode didn't hook me. I'm not sure if I, it's just, I'm not in the mood because it really was well done. I just might not be in the mood for this kind of story right now. So, uh, this is a nay for me right now with probably going back to it in the future. If I hear enough buzz. And for me, I haven't started it, um, but you didn't really sound super excited about it. So I have so many other things to watch. It's probably nay for now. But again, I'm always open to the power of suggestion. So if you say, say oh, yes. I went back to it and loved it. Yeah, I'll be all over. Or if some of our listeners love it, tell us why. You know, Please. we would we are very impressionable and we <laughs> will usually be easily talked into something. So yeah. sad, uh, but true. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, okay. So the next one, Joy of Life. We've talked about, um, we actually had a podcast on it, didn't we? Yeah, we, yeah, had, we a had a podcast. Oh, that's it, right, because we had the PP Rock one. Yeah, so if you want more details about our thoughts about this one, go, I think it was like two or three weeks ago in a previous podcast, we go in depth, like so much in depth. Um, but we both really love the show and are excited to see Joy of Life 2 if it ever comes out. Oh, so. And it says that it's going to be, but um, we just don't know for sure when. So, And I'm also heavily tempted to read the book, like heavily tempted. So I might do that since I have a lot of extra time, you know. So. Um, yeah, so I, I loved it. I thought that it had uh, just, it was super bingeable, first of all. Um it's it's about a, a young man. He grows up kind of by the sea with this grandmother. Um, and then he he's visited by a poison master who kind of teaches him his ways. Uh, and then quickly things become very dangerous for him as he grows older. Um, and then you find out all kinds of birth secrets and whatnot. And I won't go into too much detail because we really do go into detail in, the, in that one podcast. But if you are looking for a Chinese drama that's that's completely bingeable, um, definitely this is a great one. I have to say, though, I binged it because KMUs and actually Drama Geek, right? Yeah. 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 Who doesn't usually binge Chinese dramas? So that's why I was so shocked. But um they were talking about it, and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll watch it. And then I binged it like crazy. And then it ends on a cliffhanger, and we're not going to get Joy of Life 2 until what they're saying is 2022. So, but that's, um, that's not a guaranteed, because with Chinese dramas, you never quite know. True. So. True. So, mm-hmm. anyway, it's, it's good. I really enjoyed it. So Yes. 
So that's a yay. That's a very bingeable. That's a big All right. yay. And even if you know this is only part one, it's still well worth watching. Like Agreed. I, I don't feel it's one of those where I feel like I was screwed over because it ended on a cliffhanger. Like it was oh. really good. Oh, you mean like um, what was it? The princesses one, the where, oh. yeah, <laughs> it ends on a cliffhanger, but you never get a part two. Oh, you mean that one? Uh, yeah. prin- what was it? It was Princess Hours or Princess Journey or uh, it, it has something. Now I can't remember. It was the one yeah. where she was like a slave at first, and then yeah, and then she kicked butt and was an assassin. And- yeah, was it Princess yeah. Assassins or something like that? Possibly. There's a lot of princess shows. <laughs> but yes. Um, no, I can't one. remember. It's going to drive me insane. I remember how pissed off you were. Oh, you were I went princess off. agents. Ah, uh, yes. But at least in Joy of Life, the, the king, the emperor guy, and the main guy, they're all actually on for the next one. Like, they've agreed, signed contracts. So, I mean, it's going to happen. It's just We just don't know when. So... Yes, that's true. Um, the next one is a sequel we are really looking forward to, Evernight 2. Uh, we actually did recaps for Evernight. I was or so podcaps. To it this. was podcaps. Yeah, so we did podcaps. Yeah, so if you want to go back in our history of podcasts and find our Evernight podcasts, we did the whole series. And we were in on season two. But then they switched the main lead, and they switched some of the other cast as well. And I tried to get back into it, and it was just a no-go. It was like, no. They even reshot some of the main scenes with the new guy in, and it was such a disconnect. And I didn't like the style that the director was doing. It's the same director, but... I think they really rushed it into production to get it out so quickly because it came out quite recent mm-hmm. after the first the first one was finished. And I think it just doesn't have the quality that the first one had. And so this is a big nay for me. I just could not get past it. So I had planned to start it, but I did not um, start it because I listened to my friend K-Muse. And and it was Jen, too. It wasn't just me, because we watched it separately. So yeah. it wasn't just me. Like, we both had that just reaction of, like, oh, no. So I, yeah. I think that um, I, would, I would like to try it, just because I just want to see for myself. So I'll just try it and see. But um, it's got the... Um, the actor who was in Meteor Garden he took yeah I actually thought he'd make a good replacement but they took a lot of the snarky cute you know like energy from the first character and they did not give it to the new character so like he's very stoic and like you know there's none of that flirty cutesy hot feel that the first guy Uh. had that's a shame. And I is think it, that above all else is what just is like, it's like, no, 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 no. You know, because that was so fun. Yeah. And I do not know why they want to take it away from the character because this guy can do cutesy. Right. You know? So I have no clue why they made it all so serious all of a sudden. 
it's just kind of like, well, this sucks, you know, no, that's too bad. And it has this, I mean, it has the same girl. It has the girl playing yeah. some song, right? Yeah. 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 Ugh. Well, so the, the next one that we wanted to talk about is Fairyland Lovers. Um, this is one that KMU's and Sealkita were watching um, and mentioned, and then I binged it like crazy. Um, it's on <laughs> YouTube. You're probably ahead of us then. <laughs> <laughs> it's on YouTube. Um, yeah, I think I'm on episode 18, maybe, or 17. Okay, I'm on 13, I want to say. So. Okay. Not too so it's super, um, it's cute. Again, like, I guess that's what I'm looking for. It has a, a major fantasy element. It's uh, basically there were, like, aliens years ago. and But they can't be aliens because, you know, <laughs> or Chinese dramas aren't allowed to have aliens. Right. So they give it, like, some weird name. and Well, they said they came from an outer, from outer space, right? But they're not calling them aliens. Yeah. And they, but they, anyway, they're, like, um, there are these conflicting groups, um, but there was long ago two that fell in love. And so um, the girl, when she was dying, gave her special bracelet to the guy that she was supposed to be like hunting. Um, And so years later, he's now a spiritual doctor. And so there's all these spirits around. Um, So it almost feels like one of those like almost like a police procedural at times because there is like a case of the week um, kind of thing. But there's this whole running theme of, like, he, his memory's been wiped, so he doesn't remember, um, you know. The woman this, he loved. Yes. <laughs> and then he meets this new girl who we all know, because she looks exactly like the woman he loved, um, is some sort of, I, I don't know, reincarnation or whatever or it is. Yeah. Some sort of, has some connection. Um, and so... I think it's super cute and it's just super bingeable too. So I started watching. <laughs> so, Hey everybody, apparently my second Grubhub order has arrived because you How may not know this. Grubhub are you getting? I'm just saying we have a big family <laughs> and we have people who just can't agree. Um, or that could be like Instacart or something like that too, because um, so some of us are immunocompromised and can't leave the can't leave the house to go grocery shopping. So basically, um, we've been fully quarantined. Like I haven't actually left my house in four weeks. So yeah. um, with one exception. So anyway, <laughs> well, we're either going to cut that out or. You might um, hear it, and then lucky you, bonus. <laughs> <laughs> or you'll be hearing that, and you'll be able to hear all about my Grubhub, my family's Grubhub addiction. I think we days. should just keep it in because that's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> Chinese dramas and Grubhub—that's the way we go. So, uh, so I started watching this with CL Kita, and uh, we both have really been enjoying it. I believe we're going to be doing a full episode on the podcast in the future Yay. about this drama because we're all watching it. Um, and I love how CL Kita describes it. She's like, if you mush Goblin, my love from another star, Master's son, all into a schmush and don't call it like any kind of fantasy anything. <laughs> and 
just expect you to believe what's going on, then that's what you have. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's such a great, like, yes. Because, you know, it has the the monster of the week, kind of like mon- Master Sun. Yes. And then you have that super old dude who's really hot, like Goblin and, <laughs> you know, aliens. And, <laughs> and there's also like a bromance rivalry kind of thing that reminds me of the Reaper with Goblin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So when she said that, yeah. Oh, my gosh, you're oh, yeah. so right. And then, of course, my love from another star with like the um, even the opening sequence or whatever where. Yeah. They show him through the years, you know. You're right. Wow. Yes. So if you mush all those together into a Chinese show, then that's what we have. And they're all very pretty. Like, I like how pretty they are. And it was, it's it's just fun. Like, it's just, you know, it's an easy watch. Um, So, uh, yeah, it's a yay for me. Yeah, this one's a yay. And you can find it on YouTube. I love that you can find so many Chinese dramas on YouTube. That makes me happy. So the next one I'm watching is the Ming Dynasty. You can find it over on Viki. Um, It's an interesting story about a young girl whose parents were part of a previous regime. And the emperor and all of her parents included. All of the nobility were killed off. So the new emperor can come in with a fresh slate and no one against him. Um, so, of course, she is taken by a family friend and raised to hate the the new emperor, emperor and empire, of course. Um, in the meantime, the crown prince is growing up at the same time. He finds her. They end up in love somehow and she marries him and comes into the court and originally had ideas of killing people, but then she falls in love, I'm assuming. And so that's kind of what I'm watching there. Um, it's very interesting. I love how intricate the clothes and everything are. I like the chemistry between the two leads. Um, my only complaint is the sound editing is a little off. Like the mm-hmm. musical score overshines sh- the dialogue sometimes. And that's kind of annoying. But that's just like me nitpicking at the technical stuff because, you know, I do that sometimes. Um, But other than that, it's a really interesting story. I'm excited to see where it goes. So I'm watching that on Vicky. So. And I have not started that. Um, So is it a yay for you? Yeah, this one's a yay. I'm going to keep going on this one. I think you'd like it. All right. I'm going to have to try it then, of course. All right. So the, the, the one I started was called Guardians of the Ancient Oath. The posters and everything looked really promising. Um, It's like, it got really confusing because it's like there were these five deity lords of like, I don't even know, earth, wind, and fire, metal, wood, water, fire, earth, something or other. Um, They sacrificed themselves to like seal in this demon and then their spirits are like scattered into the mortal realm or something like that. Um, I found it super confusing. Like it started out okay, but like eventually it gets confusing. Um, so I feel like the story isn't really like the the plot doesn't really live up to the. There's a lot of pretty, but it's not uh, it's not black backed up well with a good plot. Um, 
so I have to say that it's not horrible, but it just isn't something that I'm I'm willing to commit. Like I can't remember how many episodes, forty five episodes or something like that. Um, I did read that it's like a um, Beijing Academy or something like that um, production. So uh, a Beijing Academy student production. So it mm. it's, it has a little lack of polish. It feels kind of, you know, amateur. Um, so I'll just say that once I learned that, I was like, oh, well, it's not so bad. But it's not something I necessarily want to spend a lot of my time watching. Understand. <coughs> Excuse me. So I'm going to say nay. All right, and I have not watched this one because you had already told me it was like, eh, <laughs> and I'm not going to waste my time on, eh. So yeah. it's a nay for me, too. Um, and we come to our last one. <laughs> so many dramas. <laughs> uh, Ancient Detective, which is another one that started this past week. Um, I'm watching it on Vicky, and I believe Jen also watched it because she sent me a uh, screen cap of... Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Uh, is he the second lead then? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm... This seems more like an ensemble... Yeah. Adventure kind of show. I don't know. He's, uh, like, rugged looking. You know, he like... He is rugged, and he has a very big sword. <laughs> Which <laughs> could does. be a euphemism for something else. It, you it, know, he's... He's... Big. <laughs> Oh dear! I think it might be time to wrap this one up. No, he, <laughs> you know he really does I mean, have though. a big sword, though. He really it, does. He does. He has like a giant sword, kind of like if you've ever watched Bleach, the anime. Like, there's one guy with a giant sword. This is kind of like that character. He has a giant sword. <laughs> and then there's the guy with the the killer fan. Like, yes. there's some really good. Oh characters. my goodness! You slice someone's throat with a fan, and there's a zombie like. I don't know. That guy's weird. Like, 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 uh, it cracked me up because Siokita and I kind of like Chinese zombie movies because they just hop around. It's like yes. weird and it's always kind of humorous. And so we've watched a couple movies where they were zombie themed with the cheesy zombies and we've all been kind of fond of those. So I saw that and I'm like, oh, Siokita. <laughs> super, it's super cheesy though, this, the zombie yeah. thing. So yeah. the whole plot is all of these masters came to take over the sect or something after the leader dies or gives it up or retires. I'm not quite sure about that. It, yeah, it's and like they a have to battle to see. Yeah, they're going to battle it out to see who gets to take over. And the main guy it. is a mysterious, really smart um, detective who has no. Yeah battling skills right but, but he's trained the, yeah. the power of deduction yes. so yeah yes and then there's some super Voldemort type bad guy from that disappeared <laughs> 10 years earlier and he's kind of like looking for this guy because he killed his father in battle or something you like killed that. my father prepare to die exactly oh, except he has is, no skills other yeah. than his mind yeah but he <laughs> but he does showcase those and he's like, you know, he definitely has some side character 
possible bromances going on, so they'll probably protect him from imminent demise kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's kind of what I like about it is that... He has his buddy with the big sword. (laughs) He does. And his buddy with the big sword has already protected him. Yeah. And his buddy does the the killer fans. Yeah. They're hot. All three of them together. (laughs) Attractive. So so the moral of today's podcast is Chinese dramas have hot guys. Admit it. You like the hot guys as much as I do. (laughs) I mean... I think that plot is really important. And you know how I feel about directing, K-Muse. So, oh, wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's me. I forgot. That's you. <laughs> However, if you use a hot guy to suck you into actually watching the show, there's nothing wrong with that. I laughed, at, chance. I laughed at my own joke and um, yanked my headphones off my head as I was doing that. It was funny. It was funny. Yeah. So. Okay. So, um Yay or nay on Ancient Detective. I think I'm actually going to give it another try, which is kind of surprising because I really wasn't thinking that was going to be one that hooks me. But the first episode was interesting. I kind of liked that it was something different. And I like the whole battle, watching all the different um, people battle with their special skills. It was interesting. So, yay. yeah, it, it's a little bit cheesy, but... It's okay. I guess I'm in the mood for cheesies, so it's a yay for me, too. Yeah, it's kind of like if Scooby-Doo was hot. <laughs> oh, my gosh, you're right. <laughs> it's very Scooby-Doo-ish, like, who's who's behind the mask kind of thing, but with hot Asian guys, so. <laughs> and on that note, yeah, Ancient Detective is the Chinese Scooby-Doo. Uh, <laughs> I had not thought of that. Well, thanks for joining us for this episode. Feel free to send us your thoughts and feelings about the podcast. If there's a specific actor or theme you'd like us to discuss, then let us know. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing. Typing.